I put, I love being a barber. I love being a musician. I love being a husband, but there's nothing I love more than being a dad. Welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. This is the podcast for dads of all seasons to learn the things that they can do and engage so that they can go and equip the next generation for success. Here we sit down with everyday dads just like you to learn from their story, get inspired, and then start getting after it. So we invite you to join in, see what you can take away from this story, and apply to your life on your journey to becoming a skilled dad. Hey guys, and welcome to the Skilled Dad Podcast. My name is Zach Reeser. I'm your host. And if you listened to the podcast back in the fall, we want to say welcome back. If this is your first time, we want to say welcome to the party. For the first time, you've joined a good one. Um, I would like to say that there's a lot of good reasons why I haven't put an episode out for a while, but the reality is it would all just be considered excuse. And here we are. So. For the, the many of you that had reached out to ask about new episodes, here we go. And I actually have one of those gentlemen with me here tonight, Mr. Eli Madison. How are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. Well, I'm glad. I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you here. I'm going to share a little bit about our background yeah. and also what led us here tonight in a little bit of haste. And there's a reason for that haste. But okay. So, yeah. who is this man? It's like, honest. This is like six weeks ago. For those of you, it might have been four. No, it was like six. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For those of you that have listened to the podcast before, you've heard a few references to uh, my barber and my barber shop, which seems to be the genesis of a lot of my motivation. And so, I'm in there about six weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I sit down and I. If we happen to show a video of this, I, you know, I typically roll with a attempt at a goatee, but I had <laughs> shaved it because my son kind of made a bet. He'd never see me without it. And then when I did shave it, he cried. My daughter cried. Uh, pretty sure my wife cried. And then I cried. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> no doubt. You shave your facial hair off. If I had to look at this every day, I'd, I would probably cry too. But uh, so I'm, I'm sitting in the chair with Nick, who's my, my typical barber. And this gentleman across from me here is standing there and then all of a sudden he he almost takes like a a gasp like zach is that you i can't it was the facial hair man i didn't i i saw you walk in but it didn't didn't compute at first i think you cried too a little bit i was like oh i I won't shave again (laughs) i won't do it uh but he's like hey i wanted to tell you i've been listening to the skilled dad podcast and it's i don't remember the exact words um but it had made a big impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, hey, I would like to know why. I'd like to learn, like, hey, what are the things that are helpful? I get some good feedback from folks, and at the end of the day, the goal is to, you know, help. Um, and so I said, here's my number. Send me a text, and then let's connect. <laughs> so about a week and a half ago, I'm in, mind you, that was about six weeks ago. Uh, so a week and a half ago, I'm in the blockhouse, Franklin, 
and getting ready to get my hair cut. And Nick says, hey, Eli ever texted you? He's like, nope, never did. I figured he just didn't want to, didn't actually want to talk. Um, and then, lo and behold, this gentleman walks in <laughs> through the door. And so I tell Nick, I said, I'm just going to stare at him, oh, see what happens. Gosh. And so I just kind of like friendly version of mean mug you Oops. through the glass. I knew as soon as I saw you, man, I was like, oh, gosh, I texted him. <laughs> I felt so bad. Oh, it was hilarious. Uh, and then he texted me, like, right away. Literally, while you were sitting in the chair, I sent you a text. Yeah. <laughs> and then on my way out, I said, hey, man, I'll text you in three weeks. It'll and be it great. It took you a week to text me back. <laughs> it did. It did. I wanted you to sweat a little I bit. I guess I was horrible, mean. Oh, man. I, you left, and I... So for those of you who don't know, I'm a barber at the same barber shop, and I I I think I originally met you. I gave you a haircut yeah. when Nick was out. Yeah, and so and that was like back in October, I think it was. It was like my yeah. first or second week at the shop. Yep, it so, was. But uh, time flies here. I'm fun. I know. So I I just I didn't text you back, and I felt horrible. <laughs> I even told my wife. I was like, I need to text Zach. And she's like, we'll do it. And I just like, every time I like have a free moment, I, it gets taken up by children. Look, here's, here's a confession. Uh, when I get a text and I'm in the middle of something, I like look at it, read it. Hey, I'll respond back. And then you have, you know, I get texts from work, friends, family. And then I just, I, I forget. I do the exact same thing. I'm, I feel like a horrible person when I do it. Cause I'm like, oh man, I feel like they probably waited for a response for an hour and just were like, okay, I guess he didn't. Left, he left me on red. Like, Baited breath. Yeah. Just waiting for I actually text. have it turned That's off. All I want. I have it turned off so people can't see when I've read their messages because I do it so much. Yeah, guilty is charged. I don't want, I feel bad, but I, I get a lot of texts when I'm busy and I'll yeah. read it really quick, put my phone down, and then just forget all about it. It's a thing. Uh, some people are really good. I have a couple of friends that are just like killer texters. Mm -hmm. And then, Look, I'm not. Uh, I'm working on it, though. It is something that I have journaled about, uh, talked about with, you know, people. Get better. I'm going to be honest. I really would rather just talk to somebody on the phone. And I feel yeah. like that's kind of, like, frowned upon nowadays, especially with millennials. Mm. It, like, my wife, for instance, I love her. She hates calling people. Mm. She would rather text and not get a response than, like, try to call them. And I'll I'll call first, and if they don't answer, then I send a text. It's quicker. It like, is, man. And and if they're busy, they won't answer, and I'll send them a text. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I I could keep coming up with like excuses, like in the middle of the workday, I'll text somebody. Um, we've gone down a good rabbit hole. This is good. See, I'm I'm liking <laughs> talking it. about texts. I'm liking it. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling we're not the only ones. Um, uh, but if you are a perfect texter. Please send us tips. You yep. go to skilledad.com. How to be nice to people. Be better. Yeah. <laughs> um, excuses are, how do I say this in clean version? Excuses are like nose hairs. Everybody's got them. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we try, unless my son asked me, I'm like, yeah. look, there's no, there's no excuses. There's no excuses. No excuses. No excuses. Buck up, boy. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> or my daughter actually is probably the one that's like, look, come on, you know better. Yeah. Um, so with texting, the genesis of this. So you, we had that conversation. We did. And um, that week, there were two other people that had te like texted me mm -hmm. um, 
asking about, hey, been listening to the show, really enjoyed it, got a lot from it. When are you going to keep going? And I was like, man, felt very convicted um, because of my excuses. Just need to get my, my foot back on the pedal. Uh, and you've got something coming here in about three weeks. I was like, you know what? I wonder if Eli would want to get on the show with me. Yeah. And I won't be able to do it again for like several months, uh, maybe. So I'm just going to reach out and see. So you get about five more texts. Yeah. From me and 10 other people who go, hey. Well, <laughs> exactly. Well, the reason that uh, I wanted to, you know, talk to you is because, I mean, you got another baby coming. Yeah. Dude, any day, man. So we want, I want to get into your story here yeah. shortly. Baby number three. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eli is uh, actually like a bundle of firsts uh, here tonight because you called out that you think you might be the youngest dad. I think so. That's been on the show. I think you might be right. Well, next one, you're going to have a 21-year-old appeal. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Some fresh out of high school dad. Well, it's funny because I, I do want to like, you said something earlier tonight when I'm getting set up. And um, we are attempt, I'm attempting to do a very like, like, low level video version of this podcast right yeah, now yeah so i'm mean, wearing my blockhouse shirt yeah for those that are watching yeah uh if i even put this out honestly I, we're gonna find out but it'll got the iphone up, it'll end up on myspace or something i still have that account yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's full of virus twitter or something yeah <laughs> it's gonna it'll be viral for the wrong reasons yeah. but uh so potentially the first video version of the podcast uh second youngest gentleman here on the show and what you said when we were setting up was i don't even know like if i qualify because i have enough dad years and i love that comment because we have guys that aren't even dads yet that are listening to the show because they heard about it and it's kind of gearing them up for Mm -hmm. different things we have brand new dads we have veteran dads Uh, some of the guys will be coming on the show fall in the same category uh but the what I like about the conversations I've had just as a result of the show is that we're all guys living our life, whatever our current story is, but the unifying factor that we have is that we're dads. Yeah. And when you take that step into the dad zone, like you now understand things that only other dads understand. So you got plenty to share. <laughs> Exhaustion. <laughs> hey, that's part of it. Yeah. That's part of it. So that's a that's a big intro. But hey, thank you for joining me yeah, on the show. Thank you. Thank your wife. Yeah. If we get a phone call on this thing and you just got a piece, you just do what you gotta do, man. You better check that. <laughs> Probably. I don't want to leave the ringer on, but I gotta have it near me. You gotta have it ready. Uh yeah. she might sneeze. She might sneeze be like, hey. Water breaks, man. Oh. Yeah. So if you would, um, Tell us a little bit about yourself, and you take that wherever you want to go. Yeah. Again, my name's Eli Madison. Uh, born and raised in the state of Oregon. Now live here in the great state of Tennessee. Uh, no, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 26 years old. Got married in 2017 to one of my best friend's older sister. Uh, I've known them since I was seven. My wife, she's three years older than me. Your best friend's older sister? Yeah, he's one of my, I got, I got three best friends, like, that are, like, I mean, we're all best friends. Yeah. He's, he's in the group. Uh, but, yeah, I've known him since I was seven. So you've known her since you were seven. Yep. Seven years old. Uh, nice. Her, her parents were moving to Mexico to plant a church, 
start a church because they're pastors and my family was moving to the town in Oregon they were from Mm -hmm. and we actually rented their house from them. So that's how I met them. Wow. Yeah. So back in 2000, I think, or something like that. Okay. Nice. Uh, Yeah. So I got married in 2017. My wife's name is Kayla. We've got three kids now. We got married December of 17, pregnant the end of February of 18. Okay. Yeah. You got a year in there. Well, no. And Wait. Oh, December, December 17th? December 17th. It was like four months, three months. Okay. Yeah. I, I December, think. December, January, February. Yeah. Three months. Unexpected. Yeah, you didn't get a year in there. No. My math dude. is off uh, tonight. So we got, <laughs> we got pregnant really early with our son. Um, so I got three. My third's due any day. So we'll have my oldest. He's three. His name's Zephaniah. Nice. My second child my daughter her name's alice she will be two in may so she's not even two yet wow and then our third is another daughter we're gonna name her delilah ah so they're pretty close so we got three tech i guess three under three or something like that yeah and uh, a lot of diapers and pull-ups luckily my son's 90 percent potty trained we talked Which about it. Which comes that. down to the, the only thing he can't do is wipe himself yet. So <laughs> if that's all it's taken from him, I'm good now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're just, we're out here uh, living in Tennessee. Three under three. Three under three. Well, t- right now, two under three. Yeah. And then, you know, baby would be coming. Uh, so mine, I've got a pretty decent, like three year spread for pretty much all of them. For those that have close kiddos, what what was like what's it been like to have two under three now you've got a third one coming that's pretty close which is yeah, good but yeah um i mean it's it's been fun yeah it's been probably the most tired me and my wife have ever been in our lives yeah and my my wife's story is crazy and mine's crazy but we've we've been tired and now we've really been tired um but I just told my wife, I think it was yesterday, I was like, we were sitting at our dinner table and our kids, like normal, didn't want to eat dinner. Yeah. They just like took two bites and were like, we want to go play. And I was like, I guess we'll give you peanut butter and jelly before you go to bed to like make sure you have eaten something. But I was just telling her that I was just watching them play and I looked at her and I was like, this is like the best thing that has ever happened to me. Mm. And I wouldn't trade being tired or frustrated or sleepless nights or fights with my wife because we disagree on parenting styles sometimes like i wouldn't trade any of it so it's been what so for somebody that might be in that kind of hey i'm prepping to be a dad mode i'm just curious what is why is it the best thing that's ever happened to you can you put words to that Hmm. hmm I'm full of questions tonight. We're getting fired up out of the gate, baby. I got a lot of stuff to talk about, too. Okay. (laughs) Why is it the best thing that's ever happened to me? So I I saw your description. I'll let you process that question for a minute. But I saw it might have been your Instagram. Um, One one of the says, you know, Barber. But the last piece was. Oh, my bio. Your bio. Yeah. Yeah. But your last piece is like, maybe it might have been a post. The best thing is being a dad for you so like i saw that oh is it this one with my son taking him to school that's the one yeah yeah that's the one yep uh i i put i love being a barber i love being a musician i love being a husband but there's nothing 
I love more than being a dad. Yeah. So why? Uh, just fair warning. You might see me cry tonight because my kids are literally like my world. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to try to make you yeah, cry. You might, you might, you might talk. I'm talking about my kids. You might get it. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, raising kids not only teaches you to be the most selfless person you can be. If you're, if you're, if it's what you want, if you want kids and this is like, like cause there's a lot of dads out there that didn't want kids mm. and now they're just trying to make it. And I'm, I, I go out, I, I feel it, but, uh, but if it's what you've always wanted, like to have kids, you literally have to give up mm. everything you've ever wanted for a season. And I'm saying like your dreams have to be crushed for the rest of your life, but there's no being a rock star when you have three under three at home mm. and a wife who needs help taking care of them. And it's the most rewarding thing in the world to hear a three-year-old go, I love you. Mm. It's the most rewarding thing in the world. Uh, especially when you, when you just like are busting your butt to make sure that you're doing everything you can to give them all the time in the world, to love them, to support them, to feed them. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fulfilling to see little humans that you're raising become their own person and know that they wouldn't, they couldn't have done it without you. And it sounds kind of conceited, but like they, my son could not have learned how to pee standing up into a toilet without me helping him. Right. <laughs> and I don't know. It's just, it's just, I make this joke. I make this joke. It's like, I have tiny humans and I am their leader. Right. I'm starting <laughs> my own army, but there's just no words to holding a baby and hearing it cry for the first time. Yeah. Like fresh out, like right out of the womb, a human life has just come into your hands and, it's just, it's rewarding. It's just, it's a, it's a good feeling to have babies. Yeah. To love and just see them grow up. It's hard to describe. It is hard to describe like, life. It's amazing being a dad. I think I asked for a description because one day I'm hoping that somebody's be like, boom, there it is. Yeah. Mind blown. You, I, I hope that happens. I don't know if it will, How man. How could I? Everybody's. But it's one of, but it's one of those things as far as describing it's it. Hard. It's, it's hard to describe it. For I, I will say this. Yeah. For those of the, of the listeners that are believers, mm -hmm. um, when my first child was born, I felt like I had only scratched the surface of how much God loved me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. By how much love I had for my child. Yeah. And how much love I have now for my children. And so that that would be my best description, is. We have not even scratched the surface of how much God loves us, mm. if that's how we love our children. It's, it's a good description. Yeah. That, that one has, uh, yeah, it's a good description. Yeah. So with, you mentioned some of your story. Yeah. I, yeah. You want to dive into some of that at yeah. all? Or? Fun, I'll, I'll tell a little fun fact. Yeah. Uh, so my wife is a cancer survivor. Oh, I didn't know uh, that. Yeah, she's, she had non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Mm. Um, and she actually, she had radiation uh, down where her, like, uh, uterus would be. Yep. And so she actually wasn't 
supposed to have kids naturally. Wow. The doctors are like, chances are the lowest they could be. You ever have kids naturally. So now we're on our third, um, which is just great. So little miracle babies. Yeah. So, There's a small percentage. Um, it was like. You got it. Like a 0.1% chance wow. she'd ever have kids. So, uh, so we're. How old? I mean. She was 22 when she had cancer. Young. Yeah. She was 20, 22, 23, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So now we got baby number three on the way. And uh, awesome. my wife's healthy. She just hit five years, August of 2020, I believe. Oh, wow. So she's like totally cured. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. So, so that's, that's a fun story with our babies on the way. Yeah. The, the babies that the doctor said would never happen. So for those of you They're who happening. are listening, if you, if that, if you're in a boat like that, number one, I understand, mm. uh, it's hard to know that there's a chance you might never have kids. Um, but, uh, but I think everything happens for a reason. And I think if you are meant to have kids, whether you adopt or don't, or have them naturally, I mean, it's, mm. it, it's more about the love you give children than it is about them being natural babies, you know? So mm. that's a fair shout out. Yeah. That's a, that's such a, hard topic yeah, right because yeah. i know unfortunately like not a lot that have had challenges mm -hmm. um for a variety of reasons yeah and then you know some were surprised but yeah when you got a when you have a kid in your life be able to show the love you know the mm -hmm. the discipline that goes with love and you know, training up a child in the way they should go is yeah. you, you know so that's like one of the biggest opportunities for impacting mm -hmm. the future that we'll have yeah oh yeah which is awesome. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's amazing. Um, back to my story. Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, there's a lot. I got a lot. I've done a lot of things. I had Nick, actually, the guy who cuts your hair, he, the other day he made a joke. He's like, Eli, the 26-year-old who's done every job you can think of. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't, isn't entirely true, but I've done a lot of jobs. So my dad was a uh, uh, cowboy rancher in eastern washington grew up that way um legit cowboy oh yeah like uh, outlaw cowboy like he would go <laughs> my dad's got the craziest stories of his life man he used to like go to the mexican mafia cockfights oh wow uh used to steal horses off the yakima reservation he's done crazy <laughs> stuff dude crazy stuff but do we need to like long cut, story cut that out no nah, okay nah, just won't say his name but yeah. <laughs> um but he's a, he he changed his life over. He became a pastor. Nice. Um, gave all that up. Fought, started following the Lord. Uh, did construction almost like my whole life. Was a pastor on the weekends, contractor during the week. Mm -hmm. um, so my first job ever was building custom decks. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to talk outside yeah. of this. Custom, give you some tips. Custom decks. Uh, so that was my first job ever. I was homeschooled uh, nice. all the way through until my senior year. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a high school part-time, dropped out of that two months before graduation because I just, like, could not stand it. I thought it was the worst thing ever. Went back to just full homeschool. Okay, yeah. Graduated. <laughs> um, dude, I've done. I've been all over. I worked, worked in uh, the coffee industry for a while, did 
live audio engineering. Coffee industry, like, like roasting? Like roasted coffee, managed a coffee shop, barista life, yeah. if you name it. Uh, I painted cars for a living. Yeah. And you remember, you're like the youngest guy in this podcast. I know, dude. I've done things. So you've done some things. Yeah. At one point, I was working three jobs. Uh, wow. Which sucked. Uh, yeah. It was when me and my wife were dating. And one of the, two of the jobs I would work, I'd start at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then I would get off at nine that night for like four days in a row every week. Between the three jobs? Yeah. And then they, those, those three days off, I was working a different job. Oh, got it. So. I didn't have a day off. I would go to church and go back to work. <laughs> so on Sundays, yeah, I was. I was trying to make it. Yeah, I've done done quite quite a few things. So I'm curious, between construction and all the different pieces, have you had any of those, or maybe even the mix of them, with your two that you've got now? Some things that you've learned in those that you're like, you know what? Because I've experienced this or this, I've been I've been able to teach in a way. Or in a skill set or something like that that you've been equipped with with what you've done. Because you've done a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. I would say I've learned how to... I've learned what I... How I don't want to communicate to my children. Okay. That's how... That's what I've learned. Yeah. Because, like, uh, the the auto body industry, Mm -hmm. construction, is... I don't know what it's like out here in Tennessee. I don't know what it may be different for some people, but my experiences have been you get cussed at and yelled at all day by people who are just angry at their lives. And it's like the most uncomfortably, it's, how do I say this? It's just a kind of a toxic work environment if Mm. you are trying to not be angry all the time. It's hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work. And with hard work comes a lot of swearing, a lot of frustration, a lot of drinking, and a lot of just who can I blame Mm. stuff. So so I've learned how I don't want to communicate, which is I don't want to be the dad that yells. I don't want to be the dad that doesn't give reasons why. Mm. So, like, I had a boss once. I asked, why do I need to do it this way when I, because I was doing construction, said that doesn't make sense. I would do it this way. And he just like lost his temper and was like, because I just told you to do it. Just shut up and Mm. do it. Uh, So I would say that's the biggest thing is I've learned how I don't want to behave to my children when I teach and help them become adults. Yeah. Uh, Have you been successful with that so far? Oh, God, no, man. I yelled <laughs> today. If we're being honest, I yelled today, and I caught myself, and yeah. I was like, oh, I don't. But. It's the check. Yeah, it, the it check. is. We were in Target even today. I told you we were at Target this morning, and my son started, like, giving one of the toddler fits on the floor because we were leaving the toy aisle, mm-hmm. and he did not want to do that. And I was actually pretty stoked on this because I. Instead of yelling at my son in Target in front of everybody and being that family, I, I got down on his level and just was like, hey, listen, we're going to go to a park after this. And I wasn't trying. We had already talked about it, so this wasn't like me trying to reward his bad behavior. Yeah. I was just like, hey, we're going to go to a park after Target. And I was like, but if you're going to keep acting like this, we're not going to go to the park. I was like, we'll just go home and you can go sit in your bedroom for a while. And I was like, or 
you can leave the toy section and be happy and we'll go play at a park after this. And he just like sat there and thought for a second. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go. And so we just, I was like, all right, let's just go then. And so we walked away and he was fine the rest of the time. So gave him a choice. I gave him a choice, but I, I was, I was listening to some, some podcast. It wasn't this one. Clearly. <laughs> if it's recently. Listen, it wasn't recently, but it was something about getting onto your kid's level, like getting down to communicate rather than yeah. like standing and yelling. Cause like myself, I don't respond to people yelling down to me and I'm mm -hmm. clear, clearly know my son doesn't either. So a lot of us don't. Yeah. I mean, even the experience you had with the boss before, I think I'll make a generalized statement, but we've all had versions of that. Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing I learned is I don't want to have a job that takes up my family time. Mm. Uh, I worked for Pepsi mm -hmm. uh, for a year, and I worked in their warehouse. And I, at one point, this was when my wife was pregnant with my son. I worked nights. My wife worked days. Mm -hmm. uh, at one point, there was one one paycheck where I had 151 hours in two weeks. Ooh, baby. It was like wow. nonstop overtime. It was work till the job's done, load all the trucks all night long. So like one day I went to work at, I think it was two in the afternoon mm -hmm. and I got home at like almost noon the next day. And then I was back at work at five that night. Oof. So I had five hours of sleep and then went back to work or not even, I had four hours to sleep. Yeah. And so it got to the point where I literally never saw my wife. She was mm -hmm. pregnant. Like, I would never see her because I'd be asleep. She'd be gone. And yeah. I was like, I don't want a job where, like, it's pointless for me to have a family because mm -hmm. I don't ever see them. And so this is another thing I learned is to not let myself get into a job where I end up making that the priority over the family. So you kind of made these choices before you became a dad? Yeah. And you've stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome. Yeah, it's been hard. Yeah. Yeah, especially when those jobs normally financially pay really well. Right. If you're working that long, so. Yeah, it's a tough, uh, it's tough balance, yeah. right? And over the last couple of years, some of the things have changed, but it's created a new balance with those who work at home, yeah. some going to office, some going hybrid. That's a whole uh, kind of episode on that. But I'm curious, one of the things when we talked and you were shaming me, uh, that day, <laughs> uh, one thing is, if I did, if you didn't say this, uh, tell me. But I've, I've, I think I remember you saying like, "I've listened to podcasts and it's changed my life." Oh yeah, which is that's a big statement. So I'm curious. You were listening to podcasts. Yeah. We had like 20 episodes. Yeah, you got through them uh, and and listened to them, and they had an impact. What was it there's that stuck out to you? A couple things. Okay. I feel like there's quite a few episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't remember which one specific, but a lot of them are talking about being present with your children. Yep. And I was probably the worst. I was so unpresent. Like, I would go home from work, and I would just look at my phone. Ah, uh, I want to touch on that one. Yeah. I would get back. home, and I would look at my phone. Yeah. And I, my, like, it got to the point where I was so unpresent, and my, it was like the biggest fight with my wife. Yeah. Is, I would just like the zone out because my day was I went to work tired I want to be left alone mm -hmm. and so I would even though I was present in the room I had many uh dad can you play on the floor with me and I 
would say one second about a hundred times. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, so that's, that is probably the biggest thing that has hit me is I was, I caught myself being an unpresent dad. Mm. Um, second one yeah. is I think there was two guys on the show that talked about how they've had miscarriages in their marriage. Yep. Uh, so me and my wife had one in March of 2021. Mm. Um, first one hit me really hard, started drinking a lot. Mm. Um, I was, I was, and that's what kind of took me into the, my unpresentness. Yeah. Um, is I had a lot of frustration. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was good to just kind of hear other dads talk about how they kind of dealt with it. Yeah. You know? Um, and then the other thing is, uh, and I think those are, those are the two biggest things. Yeah. Um, Can I touch I, on those real quick? Yeah. So, like, the first one's a little ironic uh, because before having the kiddos, you didn't want to have something that would take you away from home, but then you find yourself at home. Yeah. I'm not calling you out. No, no, no. Because this story, like, I was there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've talked to a lot of guys that, you know, it, it, it happens. And so... Yeah. Yeah, it does. That call out. Um, being it's a, a reminder. Being a dad is one of the most tiring and stressful things I have ever done in my life. Mm. Yeah. And it's so easy to get sucked into like, this is too stressful right now because I'm exhausted. I'm just going to find something that I can like zone out on. Escapism. Exactly. A little bit. That one. Exactly. Yeah. So. The the second one, um, there were a couple that shared about it. Yeah. There's another gentleman that uh, wants to share his story to help others yeah. that have done that because they've experienced uh, pretty significant experience. Yeah. Um, in that time, did you, like, were there resources there for you to, like... If we're being honest, yeah. Uh, I know... So if someone's going through right now... Yeah. Um... There, I is there a good place? No, which is sad because I was actually just talking to my wife today, actually, because I've recently met two other gentlemen that told me that they've had more than one miscarriage, yeah, in their marriage. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it happened, I was living, we were living in Redding, California for about seven months, mm-hmm. just like a transition to get here from Oregon. Um, and all of my friends there are the either recently married with no children or not married at all with no children. Mm-hmm. And so I had nobody around mm-hmm. that knew, like, because my parents have never experienced it. Yeah. Uh, and so I had nobody around that kind of knew how I was feeling. Yeah. Uh, and so that's, so I like, I would get home from work and probably have like four or five beers. And then just like, yeah, chill. And then next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. Next day, same thing. Um, what pulled you out of that? I think what pulled me out of that mm-hmm. was I had an encounter with the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> that made me realize. And this is a this is a big piece that I would say for any any dad that's gone through this. Mm-hmm. Part of me, without realizing it, was blaming my wife. Mm. 
and say, and like it, I was saying it's her fault this happened. Mm. And so I wanted nothing to do with the surrounding area of my life. Mm -hmm. And then it just dawned on me that I was angry at my wife. And so I actually apologized to her. We, my, we put our kids to sleep and we sat in my dining room table and cried for like an hour mm. and just talked it. And I told her, I was like, it's not your fault. It was never your fault. It's not any of our fault, stuff like that. Yeah. So that would be a tip is make sure you're not blaming your wife. Yeah. Cause it's really easy to do. Be like, you could have done this and this and this and this to make sure that your body was okay for the baby, but mm -hmm. you didn't. Right. Mm -hmm. Which isn't the case. Right. So, right. Um, so yeah, so that's what kind of pulled me out is I just like was laying in bed and I just heard. And for those of you who aren't believers, whatever you, whatever you pray to or think like, yeah. it, there's, there was that voice in me that was like, you're angry at your wife and you think it's her fault. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. You're not the only one I've heard that. Um, I'll just take a little side note. Yeah. And if someone is listening to this, that's uh, experiencing this, I don't have firsthand knowledge to be able to like truly empathize. That said, I have several guys that have offered to be a connecting point. Mm -hmm on either resources or just someone that's been there because I'm just going to call us out. It's also a thing that a lot of guys that I've talked to initially say, it's not something you just go and talk to your buddies about. It's really not. And it's hard. And it he, should be. Yeah. It should be. But I feel like men are so stubborn with their masculinity that the thought of looking weak. Yeah. Over, over a infant is like something we don't want to do. Yeah. It's ironic too because in some cases you find some people that both experienced it but no one's saying it and so there could be a, 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 bond, a bond there exactly and so i'll just throw it out if if you you know if we can be of assistance yeah you can go to skilledad.com and just shoot us a note through the website um, yeah or email zach at skilleddad.com and you know i'm not promising anything but i can probably make some connections uh, yeah. to help out because it's unfortunately there's a lot of people experiencing it is, that right it is, yeah so you hit me up eli the hair guy on instagram eli the hair guy on instagram yeah, I'll, i'm happy to talk yeah because when we can come together on the different things we're facing as dads so yeah. like we said at the beginning one of the common denominators about this show is uh we're, we're all men and a lot of different life experiences but the the tie is the commonality that we're dads. And when yeah. when you have the kid or kids, uh, you just understand some things differently. And yeah. if you're listening to the show, I'm going to hedge a bet that you also, if you're this far into the show, then you have some desire to learn from other people, to be the best dad that, that you can be. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're all here together to do. So thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah. I know it's not easy and fun to talk about, especially on a podcast. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But somebody's got to talk about it because it, there's a lot of hurting dudes out there. Yeah. And you're Eli the hair guy. And I'm so, Eli the hair guy. You know, it's, let's be bold, find our voice, put it out there. And if someone says, oh, not me. Okay, cool. But it's it, not you and it is you. 
I get it. There you go. I get it. But see, this is this is why this is good comedy. If it's if it's hard, if it's <laughs> if if you feel like it's hurting your marriage, do your wife a favor. Mm. Take her on a date and then go find a dude who's been through it and talk to him. There you go. That's good advice right there, yeah. ma'am. Yeah. All right. So, with the remaining time that we've got, tell me. Based off the the two kiddos mm -hmm. they have, the years of knowledge, you've got this. What are what are three things that you would impart upon either a new dad or a dad that has three hundred three, or just any guy that comes up to you and says, Eli, uh, I'm looking for some tips. What have you learned that you would pass on to somebody else? Two. I mean, it's the first one. It's kind of ironic because I learned it from podcast. But be be present. Um, How would you define being present? Let's switch it up a little bit that way. Don't just be in the room. Be the room. Ooh. Don't just be in the room. Be the room. Because mm. you are the room. Yeah. When you're in there with them. Yeah. Whether you know it or not. Yeah. Yeah. You're, the, they could care less what's on the TV if you're if you're on the floor. Because I have a two-year-old and a three-year-old. If I'm sitting on the floor, they could care less what's on the TV or what's on the table to eat. <laughs> They're like, oh, something's going on. He's sitting on the floor. Let's go play. Yeah. And so my son's going through this. Dad, will you play with monster trucks on the floor with me? So I've done it probably 50 times this week. So, <laughs> keep so doing it. Don't man. be in. Don't be in the room. Be the room. I like it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh You want three things? Dang. I mean, yeah, at least three. Yeah. But if you got like a, bonus. you know what? I'll give you a story real quick about being present. Yeah. I like it. Uh This is kind of a hard story. I I had to deal with it the other day. Um. So my wife is pregnant, super pregnant, going through pregnancy pains, trying to deal with that. So I'm in my room helping yep. her get figured out. My daughter is on my on the floor crying for some reason, trying to take care of her, help my wife. My son comes in. <laughs> Dad, can you turn on Spider-Man kids for me on the TV, right? Yeah. So... I'm sure one minute, but I'll be out in a sec. Yeah. About 10 minutes later, he comes back. Can you turn on Spider-Man Kids for me? I'm like, no, I can't. I'll give me one minute. I'll be right out. And it had probably been like 30 to 40 minutes of like mm. one minute. I'll be right out because I'm trying to like, I'm trying to get ready for work, help my wife, deal with my daughter. And then all of a sudden, my daughter needs a diaper change. And I'm like, okay. So I stopped what I'm doing. I pick her up. I'm walking into her room and I look over in my son's room. And he's just sitting on his bed looking at the floor. Uh, and I, I like stop. I just, I'm looking at him and I was like, Hey, what are you doing? And he just looks up with me and he's like, you forgot about me, dad. And I, so I changed my daughter's diaper and I went in my room and I just cried because mm. I was so, I felt like the worst father mm. I could ever be. He's like, you forgot about me. Mm. After like 40 minutes. 
So he had been just waiting on me to show up for 40 minutes. Mm. And I'm not saying, like, because everybody's got an excuse. And in the moment, I had excuses why I was like, I'm trying to just get ready for work, help my wife, change my daughter's diaper, and make everybody happy. But it taught me, again, to be selfless. Because, like, quite honestly, there's days where I could just chew some gum and not and wait on brushing my teeth till I get home, like, if I need to. Because I'm trying to make sure everybody's happy. And sure. We've all had it. And so, so I was just like, had I not taken so long to, like, pick out what I was going to wear that day, right? Because... Mm. I work in a barber shop, so I kind of have to be like well groomed, kind of. Yeah. In kind order, of. Uh, kind of. I can't look like a homeless person. Sometimes I do, kind but of. but so I'm trying to get ready. But if I had just said, you know what, like the first shirt that I put on could have been fine. This would have changed the whole scenario, right? Yeah. Instead, I changed my shirt again. The first shirt I put on would have been fine, and I would have had no issue. And so it's just like. It was just a wake-up call. It was like, hey, just be selfless with everything you do to make sure that your kids feel like you are with, or you're always for them. Mm. And so, so I don't know. So it was just yeah. kind of a wake-up call. It was like, you know what? I can, I can do that. I could take forever to get ready, or I could take five minutes and be, and not be such a, prima donna about what I'm wearing that day to the barber shop, and, uh, and it would give me more time because time is everything that we need to, for our kids. Our kids are yeah. like time, time, time. Yep. And so. I've run into that as well uh, and desire to make breakfast, do all those, and then in the morning. So i just throw this one out there. Um, what's helped me, and if you look like Steve Jobs and all those guys, mm -hmm. the whole uniform deal, yeah. I don't have a uniform per se. Yeah. But getting the clothes out, even the night before, and just having that there, because they're in bed. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't doing something like that, I'm probably watching TV or, you know, just trying to get some quiet time before the next day. Uh, it's worked wonders. I actually started doing that the next day. Get out of town. After that. There you go. I started putting, started picking out what I'm going to wear. And I put it. I put it next to my bed on the floor. I fold it and set it in a little stack next to my nightstand. So how do you feel now? I feel feel like I should have been doing this all along. So you had a system change. Yeah. Yeah. Your system. I adapted to what I needed to do. Yeah, that's a good. Because we're all we're all going to step on landmines. Yeah. Especially like you know, I've got seven, four, and eight months, and each one's a little bit different. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget some stuff. And then there's like a whole new set of landmines. You're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Uh, but that, you know, if you have your goals that you've talked about, the things that you want, and then if we find out the system that we have in place is not hitting those goals. Yeah. Like that's a that's a great catch and a great shift. So Adapt, adapt, man. Adapt. I'm just glad that you took the action yeah. to do that. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. So that was. Good one. So be present and be selfless. Yeah. Those are my two big tips, I guess. Like, and then the third tip. Oh, man. See, didn't your dad say that you should listen to your dad yeah. is a tip, right? Because he dad, said, hey. He's like, you should write some things down that you could touch on. And I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And then 
<laughs> two days later, I still hadn't done it. Just like it took me three weeks to text you. So, nah. um, but it's, I think the third one is don't forget. Don't forget. Just because you're being selfless doesn't mean you need to give up you time. That's because it's actually selfish for you to give up you time. It's selfishness for you and your kids because if you sacrifice your you time to always be around, then you go crazy and you become the angry dad who's resentful. That's a big one. Yeah. That's Uh, a big one. So be present, be selfless, have you time. Continue to invest in yourself. Date your wife. That only helps with your partner. Mm Mm-hmm. Your kids, you know, being the healthiest version that you can be. That's not selfish. That's investment. Yeah. That's like gathering all the armor up and like the energy. That's a great one, dude. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I I told you I go to, I try to, I don't always, but I had a fishing trip that planned last week, but it actually went downhill because it rained a lot. It so snowed. I didn't go. Yeah. And then, but I go, I try to as much as I can. We've got, I've got a men's group I go to once a month nice. where we literally just drink bourbon and smoke cigars. And I'm there until like one in the morning, sometimes two in the morning. That's, but that's a good men's group. Yeah. And it, but it's, it's, I have my job. Right. Mm-hmm. I love my job. I love the people I work with. I'm not a stay at home dad. My mom, my wife's a stay at home mom. Hardest job out there. Right. Yeah. But do I want to go to work every day? No, no, I don't want to go to work every day. What I don't know what man actually I, loves going to work every day. About, right. Man. So, no, I don't want to go work every day, but I do it <laughs> because I have children to feed, a house to pay for, stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I do it because. I have made the choice to be a dad and I'm going to invest every part I can into my family Mm, mm -hmm. except for my you time, which is I need at least one night and I do it after my, like we did tonight after our kids are asleep. Yeah. I'll say, babe, go to bed. I'm going to leave and just, I don't even care if I have to be out until two in the morning to get it. I'll do it (laughs) because I just need some, something that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. Right. That like, I'm recharge. Not, yeah. I'm not going, I don't go to work to recharge. I go to work to get a paycheck. Yeah. Right. So you guys have fun there though. Oh yeah, we do. It's a barbershop. Yeah. But it's not just a barbershop. It's a barbershop and a bar and a, it's an experience. It's an experience. It is. And the people I work with are some of the greatest people I've ever worked with. It's like, it's an awesome crew. So if you are traveling in to visit Nashville, Tennessee, at some point, come down to Franklin Go to the factory. Go to the, it's in the factory in Franklin. Uh, I will say, make your appointment like a few weeks ahead of time because mm-hmm. they're always booked out. We like are. we are busy. busy, but it's an experience and it's, it's fun, and that's why I like to go there because you guys. And it's not just getting your hair cut; it's the community. Uh, like you said, you can get some drinks while you're there. You it's can. just fun. We've good some spots. Yeah. I'm wearing the t-shirt. Yeah, it's it, Blockhouse Franklin. It is. It's the. It's probably my. It's the best job I've ever had, if we're being honest. You've had a few of them. So that's saying a lot. I've, I, I, it's the best job I've ever had. That's awesome. It was worth the the ex, extensive amount of student debt to become a barber. Going, it was worth it. You're going to knock that down. Yeah. One, so one eventually, time, I'll maybe. get there. But, but it's, I mean, like I said, it's not my time. 
Yeah. It's not, it's not me being able to just like, I can't, I have, when I'm there, I'm focusing on the customers, professionalism, haircuts. I can't, I try my hardest to not join in with people when they're complaining about their life. Mm-hmm. Like, easy to do it, in that chair. It is easy to do, because especially at a barber shop, because as a barber, we hear everybody's life story. That's hmm. what, and so there you go. We try and make it about the guy in the chair and not about us, right? Sure. So it's not my place to vent. It's not my place to do. It's my place to serve people. Hmm. And so That's a good outlook. Yeah. So I go from serving my family to serving people. To serving myself, yeah, which is that one night a month where I drink a uh, old fashioned, smoke a cigar by a fire, and just hang out. That sounds killer. Yeah, I wish we were doing that right now. We should have pre-planned this. Back this. I honestly, I almost texted you and said, "Should I bring beer?" And I didn't do it. <laughs> we didn't uh, for tonight, but it's that right. doesn't mean we we can't for another time here in the Treehouse Studios. Yeah. So, yeah. hey man, if someone is coming in. Uh, or just wants to check out what you got going on. You had already mentioned it, Eli, the hair guy yeah. on Instagram. Um, I really appreciate you and thanks your wife yeah, again, man. uh, sitting down with me Yeah, and going through and we'll have fun. to look to sit down again and then we can talk about what's going from uh, man to man to zone coverage. Once you have that baby, I'm excited for you. A few weeks, man. It's going to be good. Hopefully it's in a few weeks. We got a we got a date coming up. We're going to get Indian food, and that's the uh, that's the food that kicks babies into action, man. So yes, my wife wants to be able to eat the Indian food because it's her favorite food. So there you go. So we're trying to make it through that date (laughs) before the baby comes. (laughs) So thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey everybody, thanks for if you made it to this uh, far in the podcast. Thanks for listening to Eli's story. Thanks for joining us again as we kick off the Skill Dad podcast. And you can go to theskilledad.com to learn more. That is a resource that we're continuing to build out and make better. Uh, if there's something you'd like to see more of, let us know. You can send me an email at zach at skilledad.com or fill out the form on the website. Uh, we do have the old social handles skill, at skilledad pretty much on everything. Um, and we use some of them. So we're wide open to suggestions as we get going. This is kind of a one man show right now. At the end of the day, what we're aiming to do on this show, people that help me, Eli, and those that come on the show is help other guys because we're men doing a lot of different things, working to take care, provide, protect, prepare our families. And the unifying factor we have is being dads. And so we want to hear your story. Or if you know somebody that you think could benefit from Eli's story, share with them. But again, thank you for joining us on this podcast. We hope that you take something from Eli's story and any of the stories that we've got here on the Skill Dad podcast. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. Yeah. You're listening to The Skilled Dad.